Welcome to Coach the Coach Radio. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, founder of Your Career Design Lab, Miss Deborah Olshan Cooper. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, Deborah, before we get too far into things, do you mind sharing a little bit about Your Career Design Lab? How are you serving folks? Yes, I would love to. Well, I actually started Your Career Design Lab after about 30 years in public relations and marketing. I actually started with Elizabeth Taylor and creating the first ever Commitment to Life AIDS benefit and then went on to create AMFAR. And after that, I worked with Bob Pittman, who is the creator of MTV and developed the first kind of its kind reality show, Morton Downey Jr. So I think early on, I realized, wow, you know, by telling a story, you can change lives. And in starting your career design lab, it kind of started out with friends just calling and saying, Deborah, my daughter is in an internship. She's not doing anything. She doesn't want to speak to the boss. And I would get on the phone in my formidable way and say, this is what you got to do. You got to go speak to the people because a lot of these Gen Z kids today, even coming out of really good schools, don't know how to connect. So I help them to self-excavate, if you will, and self-actualize to tell their story to get the dream career that they want. And you're focusing mostly on young people? Yes, I am. I really, my niche is really um, working with kids coming out of college um, that really don't have a clue of what they want to do because they've sort of been, you know, told all along from their parents what they should do, teachers what they should do all through high school, even what college that they should pick. So what I'm finding are these kids coming out of four-year colleges, and good ones, Emory, you know, you name it, uh, Princeton, Brown, and they're like, what do I do now? Because they've not been able to really find who they are. So as I said in self-excavating, I go in to find out their why, and I listen to them, and I help them to build their story. And it's really exciting when they find that out. Now, can you walk me through the process? Like, say I had just graduated, and do they have, like, kind of general degrees, like like in English or business, where it's kind of, you can go in lots and lots of different directions, and they just don't know how to aim themselves? Exactly. What I do and what I tell people is I architect, design, and curate your career. For instance, and I can give you a lot of examples, but there was one girl, for instance, right? And she was going to Syracuse. December of her graduate year, she decided she wanted to be in the music business. And I laughed because she wasn't in the music department. She had never taken a music class. She wasn't on any clubs or, um, you know, like any newspaper. So we cultivated a story where she got onto the newspaper. She got onto things. And through my connections, I pick up the phone and I call people after 30 years of public relations. I happen to know a few people. So I called right. up the VP of Epic Records. She went in. She didn't even want to go in. From She's like, I'm not going to get on the train. I go, you're getting on the train, and you're going to be the VP of Epic Records. It's just the way they're brought up. She went to go meet him in person. She did a great job. And he called the, his DJ friend up in Syracuse at iHeartRadio, where he was doing a podcast on how you balance school and work. Through that, we put that podcast on a resume, which set her apart. And so we were able to get interviews at all kinds of different music industry 
things. She was offered five different jobs. She took one at the Futuristics in LA, which puts songwriters and producers together. So she's right in the studio doing exactly what she loves to do. Now, do you find and that so, a young? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, do you find that young people are um, they kind of have an uh, image in their head of what this job or this career is, and they don't really have any kind of real information about it other than maybe that what they've superficially seen on TV or or read about, but they don't really understand kind of what a day looks like in that industry or in that field? Lee, that's a very good point you brought up. That's exactly what I work on with them. I can't tell you how many people will say to me, oh, I want to be in medical sales. Well, do you know what companies, uh, you know, do medical sales? No. Have you ever looked up any websites? No. So what I, I try to do with kids today is take away the Instagram, Facebook world and bring them into the real world. And by doing that, we sit and I have a whole program I do of your career, basic psychological personality. Some kids can't even answer what their strengths and weaknesses are. If you don't know what your strengths or weaknesses are, you don't know what you're going to do for a company or what you could bring value added to a company. So that's the excavation part where we sit and they'll say, oh, my God, I didn't know that was a strength. Or I didn't know when I was um, led the, the tennis team that that was leadership. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So in that excavation, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize all the things that I actually did that can then put me in a story that then we look and we kind of match it up to what the companies are about. Well, that would be I would like to do that. But before that, absolutely not. They don't even, it's so funny. They're so social media driven, but not where it counts for their career. And that's where I get them to do that. Do you think that some of it is that, you know, when the rubber hits the road and they have to have that conversation with someone of authority that could make a, you know, a a hiring decision, that a little bit of an imposter syndrome takes place where they're like, well, maybe I, told you I could do that, but maybe I really can't do that. And that they have that insecurity or fear. I don't know. That's another reason why people hire your career design lab is that I do major role playing. You know, after being in public relations and marketing, I would ready people to be on the Today Show, Good Morning America, so that, you know, it was seamless. I do. I don't send anybody in front of any employer until they have their story down so that whatever way the employer or the company would go, they would be true to themselves and what their story is. I just had a girl who was actually going for dental school. She was interviewing, you know, because like when you go to graduate school or what have you, they interview you. And she Mm -hmm. said she felt so prepared and so confident because what happens, these kids are always looking outside of themselves. What I help them to do is look inside themselves. So that no matter who they're speaking to, they know who they are. They know what they can bring. They can anticipate it without being thrown off. And that that's, now, that's preparation meets opportunity. Now, this, I mean, I don't know if you call yourself a career coach, but this seems like it's so much more than that. It's almost like you're leveraging kind of that media training aspect of your job to prepare them and role play and, and give them the best chance to succeed. You're helping them kind of identify the path that maybe is right for them that may not be obvious. Uh, So it sounds like it's a more holistic approach you're taking to this. That's exactly right. 
that's that's exactly right. Because what I even found when I had my own company, I would actually hire people on, that looked great on paper, you know, like Yale or Harvard or whatever, but they were not able to do the job. They couldn't make the cold call to the magazine or to the thing. I would ask them, have you made the calls? They go, yeah, I made one and I got the, I got the voicemail. And I would have <laughs> so to I quit. Them that, I'm out, know, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I realized, that's right. I, right. Lee, it's like, oh, I realized maybe I don't like public relations, <laughs> even though I went for four years to study it. But this, and this is exactly the point, right? So they go four years studying something and then they get into the real world of it and go, oh, I didn't know you have to actually make cold calls to people I've never spoken to before. I'm not comfortable with that. And what I also teach kids, Lee, is that in that uncomfortableness is where the growth comes from. And these kids, you know, have been coddled. They have been, they've never been able to fail. I just spoke at Live Nation a couple months ago, talking to these kids that failure is where the growth comes from. And if you've had no experience with that, you can't do your job. Right. They look at failure as a big negative, but people that work for any length of time know it's a positive because you have scar tissue, you know what not to do. You understand you have a, a better kind of perspective on different things by having failed. It's not, you know, you sort of almost lean into it. Um, that's, ex- now for, that's exactly right. For, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, for you, um, in your career, how did you get to the point where you were like, I'm going to focus on young people? I mean, your career has been, you know, so uh, diverse, but to focus in on helping young people get their start, how did that come about? You know, I think it was just that after 30 years of working with every kind of conceivable business, I really love people putting people um, in front of the world, like in places where they deserve. Meaning that if you're an actress or you're in entertainment or you're a business person, if you're doing great work in life or you're a great person, you deserve to have recognition. And I guess it just parlayed, like I said, about a year and a half ago when friends would just call because parents want to stay friends to their kids, right? They don't want to go, did you send out the resume? Did you do the resume? Did you send it out? Did you hear back? Did you, you know, that's the way these kids have been grown up. But when you're 20, 21, that no longer can play in the family dynamic, to be honest with you. So they would, hi- they would call me to let me be kind of the bad guy, if you will, with the knowledge that I have. And then what happened, the kid go, oh, I went to go speak to the boss. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Deborah's advice was really big. I'm now working in a different department. I'm so much happier. And I went, wow. You know, just a few tweaks of these kids' personalities got them to move the needle. And that's how I really started. Now, you mentioned the word resume. Is a resume still a thing nowadays? It is. It is very, it's still very important. You know, it's a very, like you said, holistic, but it's, it's what I used to say to clients. It's a one, two, three punch, meaning you've got to brand yourself. If you're in fashion, your resume, all of them needs to be one page. You know, unless you've been working, you've had 300 jobs where you could put it on two pages. It should always be on one page. But now a resume is really telling your story, a branded story, so that an employer can look at it and, and see what you're about. And what I also help kids do, you know, they still think they need to do the bullet points that basically say nothing, you know, um, collaborated with team to develop product. (laughs) You know, it's so fun. It's like all these words, but where's the who, what, where, why, and how in each of those sentences that would tell me your story. 
I built the company from zero to 100 employees and built it to a $100 million company within a six-month period. That's a different story than what I had just told you before. And that is something that I help the kids to do as well. Now, is a resume the way it used to be, an actual sheet of paper? Is it a web page now? Is it a LinkedIn? Do you send a link to LinkedIn? Like, what is, or is there a portfolio? Like, how, is the resume an actual sheet of paper still? It still is. You still need to bring it in when you're interviewing. However, of course, it's all online as well. You know, applying to Glassdoor or LinkedIn and all those things are obviously online. What I like to do and like I used to do in PR, is to set the, you know, the, the candidate um, apart. That might be entering a link to a podcast. It may be a link to a portfolio that you did if you're going for an art curator job or whatever. Whatever the job is, let's separate you from the pack, meaning let's add whatever value addedness we can to the resume. That also goes into your cover letter. That's, again, telling more of your story, more in depth of your story as it matches the resume. And then anything else you can provide, whether you've done a website, whether you've started a fundraising campaign, those are the things we like to incorporate into today's resumes. Now, do those kind of job sites work, the monster.coms and those kind of things where it just seems like you're bombarding somebody with a million resumes and it's hard to stand out in that environment? Absolutely. I don't really believe in those at all, to be honest with you. I'm still kind of really old fashioned in that is pick up the phone. Um, here's a perfect example. I had some, a kid who actually had Tourette's. Um, he, but he had a tenant, you know, he was like the leader of the tennis team and he wanted to be in one of the four top accounting firms. Um, so what I did is I picked up the phone. I happened to know somebody who happened to know the partner at this large accounting firm in Boston where his college is. I was able to get him out of the lineup of the career day kind of like what you're talking about, Monster, where everybody stands in line, hands their resume, and got a Mm -hmm. separate interview based on my connection. So the recruiter up at that school who works with the partner took him out of the lineup, interviewed him in a separate room. Of course, we had role played and completely had him prepared, and he got the job. Now, for you, do you have a sweet spot in certain industries? Like you've mentioned accounting, you mentioned fashion, your background's in entertainment. Do you, um, I'm sure your network is pretty vast, but do you have like certain industries that are more, you have more connections and you're able to leverage those to help people more than others? You know what? It would seem, I thought that, to be honest with you. Like when I was first taking people, I was doing more fashion entertainment. I got a girl at UTA, United Talent Agency, one of the largest talent agencies in the world, the girl in music. But then as I went along, to be honest with you, like accounting, at first I was like, oh my God, can I do this? Then I went, oh, I know so-and-so. So quite frankly, I have, I've had a 100% success rate. I've been able to place people in every job that I have sought out and not being a headhunter, but just making those connections because those are value. Those are value addedness to the client that I have. They know when they're going in, they're a friend of someone. They, you know, they present themselves like, you know, Deborah, and that person knows me. And so they're going to bring their best foot forward and it works. Now, is this something that, um, 
the parent works with you and they contract you to work with their kid for a period of time or you work directly with the kid and the kid pays you? Like, how, do, how does the relationship, the business relationship work? That's a great question. In fact, today I just am going to start working with a client. I got it through a father in New York and the father called me and it was very interesting the way he was positioning his son. I could clearly see the son was completely different from the way the father wanted him to be. And that's exactly what I say, Lee. I say, let you at this age and at this time in both of your lives, you want to have a great relationship with your child. You don't want to be doing this on your child. So it keeps their relationship together. And I bring out a different aspect of their son that, quite frankly, us as parents don't want to see, can't see in our own child. So, but I do say to the parents, this has to be your child's choice. And when I say child, I'm talking about your 20, 21-year-old up to 28-year-old. They have mm-hmm. to make those decisions. And it's kind of empowering for both of them because it's saying, look, it's your job. You know, if you want to work with her, you can. And typically when I start to talk to them, they can see the valueness of doing this. You know, I kind of, kind of say I'm a GPS for these kids where they kind mm-hmm. of know where they want to go. And so they know like they need to go to the destination, but I'm like their GPS. I give them step-to-step directions on how to get there. And you can tell them if there's traffic in a certain route and to go a different way maybe is the most efficient way of getting there. Oh, absolutely. And I use a lot of four-letter words in doing that. I'm very <laughs> straightforward. I'm very um, direct. I'm, I'm, I, I hold nothing back because I can see the direction and they, the ones that really get it will follow along and they see the success of all of it. I mean, on my website, you can see all the testimonials that even when I read it, I go, I can't believe that they felt that way. So it's really a win-win, but mostly for these young adults that just need that kind of GPS sometimes. Now, how do you, are you getting your clients mainly from word of mouth from happy other clients? They tell their friends and then as soon as somebody gets a job, then they tell their friends. Um, how does yes. that kind of marketing work? Yes. As a matter of fact, one of the girl moms that I worked with, um, you know, whose son I got into this accounting firm, just had her other son call me. Her friend had the daughter who was going to the dentistry school who called me. So I also work with a lot of career coaching people, you know, that are helping kids with SATs or tutors or getting into colleges. I also mm-hmm. work with a lot of high schools. I'm working with a child, right, a child right now who's her senior year. She had two brothers who were in engineering, went to, went to Cornell and one went to U of F, as a matter of fact, and she doesn't mm-hmm. know what she wants to do. So I'm working with her to kind of identify what colleges, you know, they all say, you know, I want to show her it's not the dormify that you buy, the blankets that you buy, or the room that's decorated with all the, you know, the, the swag from the school. Because when I show them, it looks very different when you're stepping on campus that first day and you're all alone. Completely different feeling. So when they say, oh, find the right college that fits you. No, I say you find what college works for you. You know, it's not the college. It's you fitting into the college. So it's not the name brand. It's not any of that. Where are you going to be happy? Where are you going to survive? Do you know that over 40% of kids today going to college transfer, drop out? leave for met, you know, mental issues or hmm. mask themselves with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I want to change that trajectory. 
So you're also working with them so in high school to help them choose the right college so they can be ready for the right career afterwards. So you'll take them uh, very young then to at least begin laying groundwork for a successful career by making that first critical college choice correctly. That's exactly right, because I see so much of what's going on in colleges. It's not like when you and I went. It's a whole different landscape. Actually, I say landscape, it's landmines. And these kids are stepping right into it. And what I'm trying to do beforehand is say, let's really look at the colleges. Do you want big? Do you want small? Like, I'm working with this girl, and she's an introvert. And she was like, well, I really like baking. Forget what kind of school she wants to go to. Let's find the right clubs or the right environment that has baking because that's where she's going to find her peeps. That's where she's going to be happy. And that's when she'll be doing well in school. Yeah. It's, it's sad in today's world, the kids come out and it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And then that forces their hand when it comes to a career just to pay back the school debt. I mean, that's exactly right. So what's the most rewarding What's the most rewarding part of the job? I mean, is this, this you must get different feelings of joy when the, the kid is on the right path that's different than maybe when you helped a client, you know, get a spot on the Today Show or something. Those are different kinds of joy, but you're helping shape somebody. It could be their next 30, 40 years of life. That's exactly right, Lee. The gratification that I get from this is really, I can't even say it is, I guess it's the idea of self-discovery. I love helping these kids discover themselves. You know, we've really been raised or we've raised kids in such an environment of a bubble. But having that self-discovery and being able to pursue their dreams, their dreams and their passions. You know, my father used to say to me, do something you love. Get really great at it and the money will come. And that's what I'm trying to help these kids do. Find your passion. Find out who you are. And, and then whatever job you get into, because you're following that, get really great at it, you know, and then the money will come. And you'll never feel like you work a day in your life. So that's why that's the greatest joy is somebody writing to me, Deborah, thank you so much for helping me find myself. Because in doing so, I can now do the job that I'm meant to do. There's nothing greater feeling than that. Good stuff. Well, if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation with you, what's the website? www.yourcareerdesignlab.com. Or they can email me at at info, I-N-F-O, at yourcareerdesignlab.com. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing really amazing work, and it's important work because... If the kid gets it wrong, they could have five, ten, sometimes a lifetime of regret. I mean, you're, it's important work. Thank you, Lee. That's how I feel. I really appreciate this time and sharing it with your audience. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.